radio free tote bag. I'm Donovan. I'm Audrey, and you yelled. <laughs> Wake you up! Yelled it. Hey, <laughs> take your sleeping cap off. It's time to get up and answer these questions. Honk shoe. Honk shoe. What? I have Wrong. to do what now? It's like don't wake daddy, except for it's the opposite. It's do wake daddy. Do wake That's Audrey the theme this week. Wake the fuck up. And waking up with us this week, <laughs> uh, our dear friend from Relax Chat and part of Fortunate Horse. We've got Taser with us. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Uh, are you feeling awake? Did I energize you with my intro? More or less. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, Brave you did. Reviews. No, this is great. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm so I'm jazzed, baby. Ooh, we're punchy. <laughs> oh, everybody's lit up. Oh god. No, I had I had a big old fucking honking espresso after uh after lunch, and I think it wore off like as soon as we pressed the, the call button to make Love this it. podcast, but we're fighting through it. I'm pepping us up. Yeah. Yay! Oh. I took Consumers two naps today. A lot. Well, so you're fucking, you don't need my wake up. You're doing great. No, it's the kind of naps where you're more sleepy <laughs> after and say. you just want to fucking not exist, uh, you know? Yeah, a little bit of a gamble. Yeah. Anti nap. Yeah. I yeah. hate that. I was going to take yeah. a nap and instead I loafed next to my cat on the carpet. You ever do that? Nice. Yeah, you get down next to him. You that's, fold that's your, rest. your hands up. Yeah, rest a, is good. It's a calming, it's a calming posture. I definitely <laughs> have more respect. I have more respect for like adults in my childhood who were like, "I'm just closing my eyes," and I didn't believe them. And now I'm like, "Oh, that is actually just nice to do sometimes." It does kind of mm-hmm. help. You get a recharge mm-hmm. from that without like the risk of. I don't know if y'all get this, but for whatever reason, naps. And sleep doesn't typically do this, but naps can bring drooling for some reason. Yeah. I'll like fucking drool a crazy amount or like insane psychedelic nightmares where I feel like I've been out <laughs> for hours and it's been 10 minutes and I'm just more exhausted when I wake up. But yeah. You close them both, both of them, yes. A million times, yes. Don't like those things. Just close those eyes, baby. And then you're just set. Sit. Do the Thomas Edison where you sit in your chair and you hold a pen in your hand. And then when you drop the pen and you start awake, you get back to work. That's what that's what that, that was fucking shitty psychopath did. <laughs> yeah. Was that the whole thing where he's like, I'm not going to sleep each night. I'm going to sleep eight times throughout the day so that yeah. I'm more productive. <laughs> that can't work. No, right? that's not real. He's a psych. What it was, is he was a fucking psychopath. He was like an insane, genuine, insane person. I'm Googling real quick. Can you sleep eight times a day? Thomas Edison Just search Edison sleep. Let's see what they say. Oh, the polyphasic sleep shit is insane. Yeah, fuck that. It's not real, right? Like that would just fuck you up. It can't possibly No, you can do it. You can do it. It's just that like if you miss, it's, it's like you can take like 15 to 20 minute naps. You do a bunch in the day. Uh, and if you miss a nap, you are like knocked out for a it's few all days. Over. Yeah, Jesus you have Christ. fucked yourself. And it can't <laughs> like it's one of those things. I had friends who did it in their like twenties, and I doubt they'd be able to start now. Sure, no chance. It's a lot to me. It's like the people who are like, you got to take cold showers. It's more invigorating for your body. You got to take cold showers. I'm like, do I really want? Am I that? Trying to optimize that much that, like, I want to remove the joy of warm water flowing over my body. I need to be a, a perfectly geared machine to record my <laughs> dating advice shitpost podcast and <laughs> work at the code factory. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What do you need out of life that you have to take fucking cold showers? And fucking eight times. Yeah, it's not going to work for me. I will say, as somebody who's heat doesn't function well a lot of the time sure that cold shower shit does not help i no. have not felt awake i've only felt angry <laughs> that's the right and description for the reaction <laughs> just and just grosser because i just take fewer showers it fucking sucks sure it does it's upsetting suck. and then you just want to like curl up under the blankets to regain your damn body heat and the next thing you know 
you're asleep and you're not even dropping the pencil. You're so asleep, you're holding on to it firmly and you never wake up for like a, right. a day or something. None Dangerous. of this Thomas Edison bullshit in here. <laughs> Taser, uh, we're coming in hot with sleep talk because uh, we're in we're in a goofy mode today. But for the folks who don't know you, do you want to do like a, a brief intro? Like, hey, what do you do and what are your sleep habits like? Oh, bad. They're bad. <laughs> Hi, my name is Taser and I have sleep problems. I learned that. Hi, Taser. Uh, too much melatonin can actually make you only sleep for five hours a night for a few Ooh. months and then you walk into traffic accidentally. Whoa. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I mean, look, I love sleep and I don't get enough of it. But uh, other than that, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just an online dipshit. That's pretty much. I just <laughs> I like thing. to I like to I like to post and I like to make friends and um also I help do paperwork for a lot of podcasts that people enjoy um for Fortunate Horse. We love like, that. Oh yeah. 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 And we, we know you through there, uh, Wait, there's the, paperwork to be done. We don't do it. There's no paperwork over here. I'm, suppo- we don't I'm have supposed any. to be doing paperwork. I got in touch with a lawyer for the LLC thing, and there's so many fucking forms. Uh, Yay! So that is part of it. I'm just I'm I really can start, bad at you that. You mean part. five years in, I could start getting paid for doing all the edits and shit? That would be pretty cool. <laughs> we've got it. We've got it sorted out. Once I can figure out how to operate the papers. Uh, no, hell yeah! And you're, with tis, a pen. you're also. You're also part. I don't know how to do that. I drop it. I fall asleep and I drop it. Taser, you're also part of uh, the esteemed relax chat that has been mentioned on this program before uh, with our good friend Vrunt, our good friend Eve Six, and many, many more where we post about how relaxed we are each week. And that is my my top group chat at the moment. What a great time in there. Same. Supportive energy. You you can be in there and be like, hell yeah, I got ice cream and like my day is fucking ruling. And people will be like, let's fucking go. That's a heart react. And then you can be like me this past week. Like my life is in shambles and I feel miserable and paralyzed by all of the anxiety. And you get really nice support from people too. It's a great little crew. We love it. It's good. So we're glad to have another representative with us. I am woefully underactive in that group. I need to need to get my numbers up. Every time there's like a, every time there's something that comes around that's like we're gonna start kicking people for not being happy. Like, hello, hi, I'm here. I don't want to leave, but I also don't want to post too much. Air on the side yeah. and just just dumping stuff into the text box and letting it fly. That's the way I. I live posted my a life. selfie the other day, which I think put. I was like. Just got out of work. Very relaxed. Yeah. It was lovely. It was we love to see too. it. <laughs> yeah. It's always a pleasure to see you pop in there. <laughs> Come around. Yeah, just yeah, like, you never just stop by in, anymore. You know. Yeah. Type yeah, a number yeah. and then dip. That's all you got to do. Although the scale yeah, is now God. 255 and that's very confusing. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to. I refuse to do that. I am. Uh, I'm an old head. A purist. I will take the demerits. Only. <laughs> yeah, I have a there's a whole demerit system. It I don't know. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> We're back. I We're fucked back it up. I spun my fu- I'm sitting here spinning my chair like I always spin my chair and I fucking my goddamn cable pulled the interface free and now I now I'm in hell. So, uh and so temporary webcam mic quality, but it'll be fine. We've all heard episodes where I'm at the beach and I'm recording into my laptop microphone and yelling about <laughs> sea specimens, and it turns out okay. So don't worry. I don't remember where we were, though. What what were we talking about no idea. before the chaos ensued? Uh, we were like eight minutes, ten minutes in. We Anybody Sounds else? Right. You, you, we got anything else we want to talk about before we get to questions? Are we missing anything? <laughs> what do we What do we need to know? Uh, hmm. I don't know. I'm bad at this part. <laughs> I too am bad at this part. This is supposed to be. I think that was uh previously it had been like self promo time, and I can just say that I'm fine with moving on. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> 
Well, in that case, let's get to some questions. Before that, we'll move past the self-promo and into show promo, because it's time for a word from our sponsors. It's... Uh, <coughs> oh, hey, it's me, the ghost of Audrey's audio interface. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm out here in the cold... Wait, no, hell's hot. I'm down here in the hot depths of hell. Oh, it's a bad time down here. You don't want to end up down here. You know what could save you from going to electronics hell? Making your way over to patreon.com slash RFTP. Where you can get a bonus episode of the show each week. $5 a month. Oh, it's a great time. We do Reddit questions instead of listener questions. We do special segments. We have guests back there. It's a hoot and a holler. $5 a month. You also get access to our Discord and we'll mail you a sticker. The new stickers with the new art, courtesy of Schaefer. Uh, get here tomorrow. And so if you sign up and you DM us on Patreon, I'll send you one of those motherfuckers free of charge. Patreon.com slash RFTB. Again, I'm the deceased audio interface ghost. Woo, back to the show. Asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, asking all them questions, asking all them questions, why you asking all them questions, making statements, uh, Oh yeah! <laughs> it's the question box, the segment of the show where you, the listener, can send your questions into us and we'll do our best to answer them. Hey, how do I do that? I hear you asking. It's simple. Head on over to our social media at RFTBpod on Twitter and Instagram. Or head to our website, RFTB.me. Is in me. And uh, you ain't got to make an account or nothing. Just type that question into the box, smash that send button, and next thing you know, we'll be reading it live on the show. Here's the one we're doing first. Check this out. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hello. Congratulations on your fifth anniversary. Thank you so much. I'm writing because I, cishet male, am having a hard time figuring out how to advertise myself in the dating world. I am wanting to convey that I'm LGBT friendly, non-misogynist, anti-racist, and stuff like that. My main concern is that A, I want to convey that it's not up to me to decide if I meet these values, and B, I don't want to sound like some fedora tip and nice guy. Capital N, capital G. What are some ways I can let people know where I stand naturally? So you're dating and you want people to know that you don't, you're not like a shitty racist. That you don't suck. Mm -hmm. That, that you're like a cool person. Interesting. Cause there, there is a tendency, at least I have this tendency to, I like to just assume. I like to just be like, yeah, they're cool until they until they reveal themselves to be otherwise, right? Um sure. so I, you know, in my case, if you were to date me, we would just, you know, we would vibe out and everything would be chill. But if you need if you feel the need to like advertise that you are specifically anti-racist, anti-trans misogyny, whatever, um, then you just kind of bring it up. Just like casually in conversation, just steer the conversation towards. Do you hear about? Uh, Do you hear about this? Did you hear about this? Do a little hey, Jay Leno you bit. This? You heard about Have this? Have you seen this? Forty percent of this? cops. Forty percent of cops. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You be like you bring it up naturally in conversation, and it comes to uh, time to for you to share your opinion on it. You're like, I'm not for it. I don't like it when police beat their wives Absolutely. at great numbers. Uh, and but then people know you're, you're saying just over the course of conversation, you, right? You don't have to, up, you like, just let it. I will say it's, it's a little, um, cloying when it's in like a dating app profile, it when somebody's be like BLM cab and it's like, yeah, I see that all over the place. And absolutely, of course, BLM cab. that's what we right. were all here to do is fuck cops and, you know, don't kill We're all brown here people. to fuck cops. <laughs> We're all here on Tinder to fuck some cops. <laughs> yeah, I think that you really don't necessarily want to lead with the like, I'm an ally kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm of the opinion that a like, 
when I was on the dating scene for a bit uh, and would see the list of people's, I guess, like political allegiances that they would, the little shorthands, uh, I, you know, post 2020, ACAB popped into a lot of things, like a lot of profiles that it just yeah. felt like there was the, um, the, like the treadmill, the like, verbal treadmill of like moving further and further along so then i was just like okay this one says 1312 so i feel like that's a little more like <laughs> it just kind of just kept moving yeah. and uh, i mean i will say i i do tend to appreciate that sort of like first past per, first pass like filtration uh because sure. i i it, and that may be a part of living in brooklyn where it is i think the um I think that the dating pool does tend toward uh, leftists, uh, mm. especially, you know, when when you take like aesthetics into account uh, yeah, for sure. me, you know, like the kind of people I'm like swiping on. I'm like, yeah, OK, there's a just a higher chance. So um, I do find yeah. like uh, just a little, you know, just a little snippet in there of just, you know, a free Palestine, you know, something like that. Sure. Uh, something further but, down the road. Yeah, but I think that you don't necessarily have to, you know, um, my I am a feminist shirt is, uh, you know, yeah. leading to a lot of questions. You know, it's just one of those things. But you don't really yeah. need to go too hard in the paint. Right. Because yeah, there's that 100%. balance between, yeah, you're being a feminist and you should be versus I am a male, I'm a male feminist. Where you're like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Huh, that scan's a little bit weird that you just kind of phrase it like that and throw it out front. I wonder what kinds of awful behavior you may be trying to mask with that. That's that's <laughs> upsetting. That's a red flag. But so I like that idea of just if you got a particular just fucking throw a trans rights on there if you're passionate about defending the rights of trans people. You could yeah, say some anti-colonialism stuff. You don't need to like lay out a manifesto of your positions on everything, because yeah, that just gets kind of it seems a little performative if that's yeah. like half of your profile is just kind of like political alignments that all wrap up into the same like I'm on the left kind of thing. Um, and so like, again, people are going through profiles. A lot of times it's just a glance. It is helpful to be like, OK, this person isn't going to like spout off some insane racist shit if we go out. Like that's kind of nice to know. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you don't want to overly center that where it just becomes like a trope almost yes. or like uh what are you trying to deflect from, from putting this up front so hard? So yeah, I think just toss the something, something you're passionate about into there, throw a little one, three, one, two, whatever you're feeling. And then like Audrey was saying, once the conversation gets going, you can speak on that a little bit and see where you're both are at. But if you've got yeah. one thing on there, you'll at least people aren't going to be like, Hmm, I wonder if this guy, uh, is a is a big mega motherfucker or something? You could you can at least make that clear. Yeah. Throw um I'm sure, or like a picture. You got a picture with a you got a Bernie shirt on. You got a Bernie sticker <laughs> on your forehead. People get a little okay. This this fella might be all right. Different options there. I think that's pretty <laughs> much. I think that's pretty much it on this one. Oh, we got any other any other thoughts? I, want to I, I have already mentally say. moved on to the next question. I'm already <laughs> scrolling. <laughs> All right. We slam dunked that so hard. Audrey's already uh, dribbling another ball up to the hoop. What do you got next? See, I shouldn't have said something because Kobe. now. <laughs> no. Three-pointer. Now I got to have one. Now I got to have one ready. Um Larry Bird. How, <laughs> how to resist consumerism? Best ways Reddit 2023. Signed, gamer who recently met another gamer who has cooler, better stuff than me. P.S. Dono. I'm not 100% sure I know what any of that means, but that was in our question box and I just read it on the show. And that's exactly how it was written. It was all caps, D-O-N-O-H-H-H-H-H, multiple exclamation marks, and a pound sign. Thank you so much. I get the meme of like <laughs> you're Googling something and you add Reddit in 2023, like the year onto it so that you get sure. results that actually mean anything. How to resist consumerism. Best way is Reddit 2023. Okay. How do you resist consumerism is really the question. 
Well, wait, and signed gamer who recently met another gamer who has like better game stuff. Like you met somebody mm. and they and they rig mogged you. They they have a ten thousand dollar liquid cooled LED gamer rig, and you're over there with just a a laptop or something, and you're like, Consid- oh no, I got it, I got it. What Consider it? what you will actually use the machine for, right? Sure. Uh, you need a reasonably specked out gaming pc to play elden ring for example and that's about as hard as i want to go i want to play elden ring that's it um i don't need to run it at maximum specs to enjoy the game personally is how i feel about it and if you're not even going to go that hard you're not even going to go that far you're just going to play indie games you don't need the ten thousand dollar liquid cooled PC. Consider consider what your actual needs are and service those as opposed to trying to have the highest spec top end kind of situation. Because you're also just, you're not going to, I don't know. I think I've had things like this in the past with hobbies where I'm like, oh, I'm really into this. I got to get like the top of the line shit. And then you realize you're just out a bunch of money and it's like not that much better than like. Right the fucking shoes or whatever workout shoes or whatever you were wearing before. It doesn't make that much of a difference. You could just kind of get caught in the excitement of like, Ooh, look at the specs on this. Oh my God. It's crazy. I can't wait to have the top of the line climbing shoes or whatever. Uh, and so if you have anything like that, you can think back to and remind yourself, like is, is the gain in my happiness from dropping fucking five grand or whatever on a, better gaming machine when i can already play games is that worth it more than like i don't know not having to worry about rent for a couple months or like buying shit for a new hobby or something or like expenses that you got i guess just try to like quantize how it's not worth it and how that money could be better spent elsewhere and like and also just yeah stop comparing yourself to this person yeah, there's, no there there's, there's no ceiling to any of that kind of thing. So, mm. you know, that person is probably also looking at other stuff and desires it, yeah. even if it doesn't become like a hang up for them. Yeah. But a lot of it is just about learning to let go. For real. Finding yeah. that excitement in, in other places. Because uh, I don't know. Maybe in interpersonal like- relationships. Maybe like... Finding greater yeah. value in the people around you rather than the things that you might buy. Make some shit yourself. I mean, it's like fucking anything else under capitalism. Like we're always, it, it, it's misery. Oftentimes there's so many pressing anxieties and frustrations and a bleak future. And it can be appealing to get that endorphin rush of like, I've got the big fancy computer and I, the graphics. I feel like I'm in the computer when I play the game. Like that can be very appealing, but it tends to ring very, very hollow. And you just end up sad that you spent that money when you could have bought like a pet tortoise or some shit. That's going to bring you a lot more joy. What if you had a pet tortoise? tortoise? Can you imagine? He's going to outlive you. Now that's an investment. (laughs) (laughs) But then you got to find someone to take care of your tortoise after you die. Yeah, that's called a tangible asset, baby. You're passing that down <laughs> intergenerational do to, wealth. Do you have to pay a state tax on a tortoise? <laughs> tortoise. <laughs> that's a good question. You might. Some of those fuckers are better expensive. Y'all ever feed a tortoise? Have either of you had that experience? You might but as well like, have asked I me can't? if I've been to the fucking moon. Audrey's saying no. Taser, you? Yeah, like it just I, feed them a little fruit. I don't not like not like by hand, but I think I've like chucked some fucking cabbage into a pen or something like that. Yeah, some petty. How is this a more universal experience than I considered? <laughs> I had a friend in L.A. and his his mom had a, had a pet tortoise in the backyard, and we'd go over there and we'd we'd slonk it up, and then we'd go back there with fruit and get feed the tortoise fruit. Oh my god, it was great. Thank you. Do this big chomp. Fuck, I want a tortoise now. Audrey's kind of acting out the chop. And exactly. Ah, fantastic. So stuff. good. So good. 
So That's resist consumerism by buying a tortoise instead of a gaming, bigger gaming PC. Next question. What else we <laughs> nice. got in here? Get it. Uh, ha- okay, yeah, but meaning to get to this one. Hey, Audrey Dono and esteemed guest. Hello. A recent ex of mine and I are trying to do the being friends thing. Roughly 80% of the time, we do a good job of just being friends. The other 20% of the time, though, I am getting unsolicited pictures in my snaps and oddly specific porn sent to me. How do I ask them to stop without coming off like a douche canoe? I know we share some kinks in common that are not very popular, and I want to be bros, but it's uncomfortable. Interesting. She broke okay. up friendly contact, but they're they're keeping it sexual style a little bit more than you would like. I don't think that that's the kind of thing that you can really tolerate, nor do I think yeah. that it's the kind of thing that would make you a douche canoe for shutting down. I think if you went, yeah, hey, this, the sexual era of our relationship has concluded, and I am no yeah. longer interested in sharing any of that with you. Please stop sending me pornography. For real. Put that boundary yeah. up. It's a good, it's a very important boundary to have. And I think that when it comes to those kinds of relationships, I think people should sort of explicitly be like, we're in this for the long game. So like our Mm. continued friendship is more valuable than their, you know, sending you whatever. So just being able to set the boundary of please stop sending me these things and maybe even taking some steps back from communication sometimes if that really doesn't stop, because if they are interested in maintaining a friendship with you in a meaningful way, then these are things that they should be respecting. And as hard as it is to, to like put more like harder stops on those kinds of things, like if that's something that they don't really respond to well, then it is kind of like, well, why, why are you trying to maintain the friendship right. if they can't, yeah. uh, you know, appreciate your boundaries? Yeah. Extremely good point. Because there's also just the element, like, I, I don't know where you're at in this breakup. Like, are there still feelings there? Like, I know if I broke up with somebody and they were sending me nudes and shit, I would be extremely confused because you're trying to, like, move on from that shit. You're trying to have it be a friendship thing. And, like, that's not to say it's impossible to have an arrangement where you're friends and there's a sexual component or whatever. But clearly that's not working for you. And that's something that needs to be, like, established. And I think especially in the wake of a breakup, I don't think that's... You know, especially if you were monogamous, I don't think that's an easy thing to just. And now we're friends, but we like send each other nudes and stuff sometimes. That's a strange energy. And the fact that you're uncomfortable with it is what it comes down to, though. And you just yeah, got to knock it, takes. it off. Yeah, it's is if you're not on board with it, it's not at okay. All, yeah. Tell them Jeez. to knock it off. Tell them to send you pictures of tortoises munching on stuff instead. <laughs> Get this mm. friendship back to a better place. Um, so i think i don't see a way in which you come off like a douche by asking this you know unless you were like disgusting i don't want to see you like you're you're not being a dick by setting a boundary that's the really reasonable normal thing to do yeah i really don't feel like that's uh gonna be too much of a problem and if it is then they weren't a very good friend to you yeah because what energy does it take Pull to not back. send porn to someone? And right. if you like the people that I know in kink communities that do send pornography to their friends, because that's like it's like a thing among uh, furries. I know, for example, uh, oh, we'll send yeah. each other, you know, art. Yo, check <laughs> this yif. Yeah, check this yif out. Enjoy. That's what they say. Uh, and it's not even really a sexual thing for them necessarily, but it's like, I found this enjoyable. Check it out. You know, you might like yeah. it. Um, so I think maybe just like setting that boundary is going to be okay because you're not the only person they're sending the shit to, I don't think. You know, there's other people in that community that are going to be available to them for that outlet. So it's fine. It'll be fine. So that that brings me to something on here. I know that we share some kinks in common that are not very popular. Yeah. Maybe they don't have other people to send it to. Like maybe it's a Mm. situation where they're like, 
damn, I have somebody who understands this. I want to be able to like share this with somebody, but it's just you. And again, does not like excuse this thing. They got to not do that if you don't want to, but direct them to like a community, like go join a fucking yeah, Discord. Go to Reddit. Shit. Yeah. Plenty of people down to, for you to send them whatever the fuck you're into. <laughs> Eel insertions <laughs> or something. Yeah. You I know. don't want to think about that. That yeah. was something I saw that I yeah. did not like. Yeah, Taser so. looks pained by Elon's <laughs> Just a little bit, just a little bit. There's some bad stuff out there. Sometimes <laughs> certain <laughs> friends on Twitter retweet things and you have to turn off their retweets because you don't want to see that shit at <laughs> oh, all. Yes. I wonder if I've been really enjoying Christy Yamaguchi Main's uh, fail account, like the, the shit where it'd be like catastrophic failures of various yes. kinds. With uh, Freebird played over it? Yep, usually Freebird. <laughs> That's some high-quality stuff. Very good. Um, Last thing I have on this, there is a way to talk about, like, sexual and kink stuff in, like, a not-horny way, if that makes sense. I feel like that's how we are on this show, largely. And it's more like, uh, what's the word? Just kind of talking about, oh, okay, you're into this kind of thing? Like, here's some places you could find that, or like, hey... Here's something I thought was interesting as opposed to like, here is a link to pornography right away. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, like I'm thinking if this is like a furry thing, right? Like it would be okay. And it's all also question asker where you're comfortable with things. But it would be one thing to be like, hey, th hey, there's this artist who does this stuff. I'm really liking their stuff. Check this person out. Oh, cool. Like I'm into that too. And maybe it's erotic stuff versus like, again, look at this, look at this porno. And then yeah. the line isn't entirely distinct, but there is a way to like engage with that kind of thing without it being weird and horny in the way that this is sounding. Um, so, you know, if you're comfortable, if there's a way that you could engage with this, that isn't crossing the limit for you, that's a possible thing. Um, but again, it all comes down to where you're comfortable with. And at the end of the day, if you don't want this and you say you don't want it, they have to respect that or, they're not yeah. worth trying to figure out those kind of lines with. There it is. We believe in you, though. We do. Uh, let us know what the kink is. Follow up and tell us what the kink is. I, <laughs> I would know. like to know what the kink is. Um, you don't have to. If you you're uncomfortable, you know, don't don't hurt yourself for us. But it'd be pretty cool if you did. Break all you did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else all we right. got? Hey there, a dog. D dog and potential guest dog. What up? What up? <laughs> Just found you guys when you had Beetle Moses on and fell in love with the pod. Keep up the great work. That's real time analytics, baby. We know what's going Thank on you. with this listener. <laughs> uh, on to my question I, M20, have been dating my girlfriend, F20, for four years now. We've had our ups and downs, but we've settled into a pretty healthy relationship. The issue is, she's stuck at a fast food job that she hates and she can't get a call back from anywhere else. This wouldn't be a problem if she didn't come to me to complain about how miserable her job is every single day she works. I love her dearly and want to be there for her, and she doesn't have many friends or a great relationship with her family, so apart from her therapist, there isn't many other avenues for her to complain about it. It's really just tiring having to have the same conversations about it five days a week that always devolve into me saying some variation of, I'm sorry, baby, that sucks, a bunch of times, because there is nothing left for me to engage with. I feel like I sound like an unempathetic sociopath, but I promise I comfort her and support her as much as I can. It can just be a lot to deal with at times. I'm worried if I say something about it, she will think that she can't come to me as we had communication problems earlier in the relationship. What can I do to resolve this? Uh, should I just be a good boyfriend and suck it up until she can finally find a better job? Thank you in advance. Bonus question. Audrey, you mentioned to me at one point that you wanted to be a professional. Well, I mentioned to the whole audience. I don't know why I made it sound like I mentioned it to you specifically. That's not what you wrote. Anyway. <laughs> you mentioned that at one point you wanted to be a professional MTG player. Fuck you, Hasbro, for ruining professional magic. What were your favorite archetypes and decks to play? Love, M. Okay, let's get to the relationship question and then I'll and then talk. you can talk about fucking magic. Yeah. 
My favorite. <laughs> this is this is a tough situation. I was in this semi recently. Shout out if you're listening and no shade on you for this. But I had a partner where like every time they were driving home out of work, they were working a shit job and they would want to like vent to me about it. And like you want to be there for them because that fucking sucks. I've been in shit jobs. It can be so fucking isolating and frustrating. You need to get that out. But at the same time, and when it was this, it was every fucking time we're talking on the phone in the afternoon, it would be the same shit. And it's like this, you're like, I empathize. I want to be able to do something, but there's like nothing I can do other than offer advice on finding other jobs or like how to deal with people. But like once you've hashed that stuff out, once you've given the advice, then you're just kind of stuck with, you know, yeah, wow, that sucks, babe. I like don't know what else to say. And like you're saying, that's frustrating because you want to be supportive and you don't want to come off like an asshole and be like, stop talking to me about this thing that's really fucking with you that you need support about. But also clearly this doesn't work because you just you can't listen to somebody vent for an hour about the same thing every single day without going a little bit crazy. So where the fuck do you meet in the? I don't think I even figured it out. Where do you meet on the middle with this kind of thing? How do you how the fuck do you handle this? You're, I'm you're getting a lot of pursed lips at the moment. Yeah, I, I think, think Taser and I are in a similar yeah. situation. Because God, <laughs> it's when you want to when you want to vent when you come to somebody and you're like, oh, this sucks. Oh fuck, I hate this thing that's going on in my life. You don't want them to try to fix it necessarily. So like True. going to like a situation where you're like, well, you know, you just you know. Let's spruce up the resume. Let's get a better thing going. You know, that's not necessarily what they want to hear in that moment. Um, it may be what she needs to hear in that moment. Cause like, if it's happening, <laughs> if it's happening all the time, right? If you're always having the same conversation, you're hashing it out over and over and over again, you might be in your best interest to like start getting to a solutions based platform. You know what I'm saying? Like do sure. some, do some solutioneering. And see if you can figure out how to get her a better gig, which she needs. She needs if she's, you know, to the point where she's completely miserable in this position. It may be paying the bills, but it's not doing anything for her mental health. So time to move on. Time to just build up the resume. And it's hard. It's fucking job hunting is so fucking hard. Like, uh, you know, I'm in sort of a I'm in a similar kind of situation. I work retail. You know what I mean? And uh, you would be surprised what, like, who you can get a call back from with five, six, seven years somewhere. Do you know what I mean? So, like, sure. Just, just put it out there. Just put in apps at places that are a step up and see what you can get. Because, like, you know, lateral moves are not what you're looking for. You're looking for something to, to come up. So, if you can just, if she can just prove to somewhere that she's going to show up and do what they ask her to do then maybe she gets the gig i don't know it's it's frustrating and hard and i do wish you the best with this absolutely yeah this is like a no no like great easy answers uh but i think what can be useful is recognizing you know if you had had communication problems with this person in the past i think it's fair to frame this as a different form of communication problem where you feel like you can't talk about Mm. how this affects you. Uh, Mm. That is not ideal, you know, like there has to be some sort of middle ground. So while you aren't, you know, it's bad to be like, don't talk to me about this, but I think having, I'm a big fan of meta conversation and just Mm. kind of, talking about how you feel how you think and like how to talk about these things like have that conversation that's like hey you know i want to be here for you but there is some degree where i'm sort of like carrying this with you and i wonder if we can have you know where like when we talk about this i would like to help this be a productive conversation so if you want to talk to me about this, then what I would like to do is to support you by, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, to Audrey's mm. point, whatever the like next steps are. And I think that you have done enough of the like chill, not 
coming with solutions thing, which can be annoying for sure. So you got to tread lightly, but also like, I think that not communicating your needs uh, is as much of a communication problem as any other. Yeah, for sure. Uh, And then you're just building up frustration with all of this and it just gets harder and harder to talk about without like stamping about it. Uh, Yeah. I really like the description of like meta, did you say meta conversation? Yeah. I really like that term. That's something I feel like I was discussing with a partner recently in regards to like, you come from it as a place is like, this is how this is trying to talk about this is affecting me. And I'm like stuck in my head trying to figure out how to communicate it. Not because I don't care, but because I, I myself don't know the best way to approach this. And that's, you know, that's, that thing is, is bothering me. The feeling of not being able to help in the way I want to. Cause, Cause I think by doing that, you were validating, like, I know you're going through it. I'm not just trying to escape helping. It's just that the current thing that we're doing is like, is damaging me. And I'm feeling like I can't, I, I'm not approaching it in a good way. It, it pulls you out of the kind of, uh, you know, they just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to fucking support me or whatever. And into like a, no, concretely, these are the way that this affects me. This is what I want to do to support you. How do we bridge that gap? And that's like way more productive than just being like, gotta stop talking about this shit all the time. It's driving me crazy. Right. So I, I, right. I really appreciate that, that angle. What were you going to say? I love Andrew? this. I love all this. Um, I was going to say that if it, if it stays in the just trying to be a supportive person zone, which I hope that it doesn't, you need to move past it. Um, and maybe this works, maybe this works for other things more than this particular situation, but I have found that just saying that sounds really difficult. I'm sorry. You're going through that is often enough. That's all it takes. So like if you're in a situation with somebody where you can't move through the thing and you can't get past it, you can't get around it. And the only thing you can do is just be the person who says that sounds really difficult. I'm sorry. You're going through that that's all that person needs a lot of the time. So if if it's about feeling like you're just being too repetitive with it, or you're not actually being genuinely supportive, right. just hearing that is sometimes enough. Um, but I agree point. in this situation, there is a lot of, a lot of work to be done, a lot of lifting to be done. Um, so. I'm thinking too, just like offering, uh, you know, you can ask them too, like, Hey, I know this has been getting to you. I can't really offer any more advice at this point. What kind of stuff can I do that helps you recover from that when you're yeah, getting back yeah. from work? Like give them a back scratch or fucking like, you know, making some dinner for them when they get home or something like that. That's more of oh, like that's a tangible great. thing. It shows that you yeah. care. Actually, yeah, it's just an impact to it. Even just being like, I can see that this is bothering you. And like, there's a point where it's like, what is more complaining doing? Like, what is the utility of that? So like, let's distract ourselves. Let's, let's make this, let's like carve out this together time as something else and like change the context because like the complaining about it while very valuable is also cognitively taxing and emotionally taxing. Like you're just maintaining that taxation on your psyche by just living in how shitty it is right versus hey i know that that sucks come home we're gonna fucking eat a weed gummy and and watch a chill movie and snuggle together like that that sounds time better spent to recover from that kind of thing so i think you got a few different angles on this uh total sympathy with you though i've fucking i've been in the same situation i know it could be very frustrating and difficult to navigate uh but i think you like you laid out your feelings on this really well without it coming off as like blamey or, you know, even particularly irritable towards your partner. Cause I, I know that this can get annoying. Uh, so I think you're handling this really well and, you know, reaching out and trying to find some techniques to deal with it. Good on you. Uh, and thanks for fucking starting to listen to the show. We appreciate it. Send us we an really update. If you, any of this helps or you're able to work through this together. Uh, Cause we always, we always love to hear if our advice actually actually helps somebody out. Hundred <laughs> percent. So let us know. We wish you luck. Uh, it definitely. I vacillate wildly between uh, very aggressive, <laughs> low to the ground creature decks, uh, and sometimes oh I God. swing into <laughs> really fucking hard control situations. Like right now, I'm running an Abzan control deck that uses a lot of point removal early on into sweepers later in the game with Shigeki Fang of I can't remember it's Fang of something. 
uh, to bring those sweepers back into my hand later in the game to play them again. Um, really protracted, really sloggy games, uh, but I, I managed to close out more than 50% in it with a W, so it's good. What the fuck? I completely oh, forgot so that was part of it. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to give them what they wanted to talk the magic talk. They wanted some magic talk. I just really love that this is this is going to be something that is even uh, makes this episode even more exciting for my partner. Is, uh, <laughs> letting him know, <laughs> letting him know that it gets into gets into oh, the, how the magic I, happens. When I played competitive <laughs> back in the day, I used to play that seismic swans deck, the one with the uh, seismic assault and swans of Bryn Argyle. If you don't know that one, look it up. It's hilarious. Uh, love Bryn Argyle. I completely <laughs> forgot that they had that tagged on the end of the question. So when you started saying that, I was like, oh, she's reading another question with no transition. Like, that's fun. Wait, what the <laughs> fuck? Vast low to the ground. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> oh, we hope you appreciate that too, listener. I didn't know what any of those fucking words meant. <laughs> seismic swans. I'm going to read another. Up. Seismic swans. All right, I'm going to read another one. God, it scrambled my fucking brain. I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm looking at these questions and just none of this is registering to me. Okay, let's see. Uh, hey, check this out. Hi, Radio Free Tote Bag. What's up? Hello. I, 32F, have been dating Alex, 31M. Shouts out for about three months. I've been cultivating an interest in becoming more active as I have struggled with my weight since middle school. Alex is also on the heavier side, but I have not explicitly asked him to join my workouts. I would like him to, and think he'd be even more attractive if he developed some muscle. Is there any way for me to broach this topic in a way that won't make it seem like I'm not attracted to him unless he gets in shape? So you no. working out, you want your partner <laughs> to get in there with you, you don't want to come off as like a dickhead. I think, okay, if I was with somebody and they were getting into getting fit, and they were like, you should come to the gym with me. I would be like, you think I'm fat. You think I'm a disgusting fat oh. person. Uh, I would immediately get real negative about it. So this is, you are absolutely right. This is a you fucking tightrope that you're walking. I am interested to see what the other people on this call have to say. <laughs> yeah, that is a tough one. That is so, it's just so easy. It's just so easy to hurt somebody uh, around this. Yeah. You know, I've, uh, I've run the run the gamut of, uh, of we'll just call it a desirability in uh, in dating uh, just because of because of weight and things like that. And it is uh, you got to be. Yeah, I mean, I think that at most you can just turn the walks into more of like an activity or something, or I don't, did they say specifically what it was that they were doing to, to Maybe get more fit? Cultivate an interest in becoming more active. Join my workouts. Not that okay. beyond like workouts. They're saying building yeah. muscle. So like, I don't know, lifting or something like that. I think just start, just start with like, like, Hey, I want to take this long walk. Would you like to join me? And I yeah. think that you kind of have to build up anyway uh, mm -hmm. to to that kind of a thing. So I think really just starting low and slow and just, uh, you know, just give them the out. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no pressure kind of thing. Not like a... I want you to get in shape, but like, a, hey, this is an activity I enjoy doing. It'd be cool if I could do it with you. This is this is something I've I've dealt with. I've I've been powerlifting for like over ten years now, and it's an annoying thing because like it's genuinely a hobby to me. Like I really fucking love doing the thing. I'm knowledgeable about it. I'm fucking good at it, and I really like sharing it with people. It's like very fun for me to have a partner to work out with me. Uh, I like like teaching people how to do compound lifts, but all from not a place of I want to get them in shape, but from a place of like, I fucking love doing this thing. I kind of want to show off doing it and I want to share it with you. And it's it's just one of those things that's difficult to do that for the reason y'all are mentioning, because it can easily come off as like, do they think I'm out of shape? Do they think there's something wrong with me? Um, and so I think that, the, you know, if it's important for you, you really do want to share it with them. 
it is framing it like an activity like that of like a, this, I really like doing this thing. I'd love to share it with you. Don't feel pressured to, but like, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to, if you ever felt like lifting with me or whatever. Um, but I, I think the, the low pressure is the key thing there. And if they're not interested, like don't keep heckling them about it. Just kind of float the idea a little bit. Um, but I will say that becomes a bit more difficult. Like you say that your partner struggles with his weight. If there's self-consciousness around that, that's like, can be a fucking really difficult thing to, to bring up without hurting them. Um, so I just evaluate how important it is for you to share it with your partner. Is it coming from a place of you want to do this as a fun thing together? Or is it sounds like a little bit of an inkling of like, They'd be hotter if they were muscular. Not that they're not hot now, but they'd be a little more attractive. Even if that's coming from an all right place, that could easily really hurt somebody. If that's your intention and it might come off that way, even if you're not explicitly saying that. So just be really fucking careful with that. Um, but it's crazy to be like, to be like, to, uh, just think of a friend that you want to ask and then have a conversation with your partner about asking that friend <laughs> like ask ask your partner this question like oh man i've been thinking about doing this but i don't know how to ask without you know and then just see what they say like i don't know because that might just and start a conversation kind yeah. of make it a bit kind of yeah out. i'm thinking about asking my friend to go out what do you think i should say yeah, to like, ask them yeah. well i don't like, know you probably want to emphasize this and be this thing and that thing and then do that back to them <laughs> to ask them to come work out with you i think or that could even, be funny even something that's just like that's just like god i really i would like to be doing a thing like this but like you know it's a weird thing to ask so i didn't want to put any pressure on you so i'm thinking of like asking a friend too. You know, yeah. like something like that. And then so they're sort of it just is a way of bringing up the subject with just truly no pressure on them. Like, you know, it's, I'm it's not going to push this. I'm not even asking you if you want to. That would be great. I'm considering yeah. asking these other people. I like that. I like that. I'm thinking of like another. Uh, could also, I don't know for lifting as an example being like, hey, I, I don't know. It's it helps to have a spot on bench. Like, would you ever want to? I'm looking for somebody to do this kind of thing with just in a way that not directed at them, but at a, it's nice to have somebody else. I don't know. It's nice to have somebody to chat with while I'm doing this stuff. Yeah. And then you get I, them in the gym and you're like, huh? you want to try pretty, one? Pretty fun. Pretty fun. Yeah. So, you know, tread carefully, but I like all of these ideas and I like the kind of just throwing it out there and not directly asking them necessarily even though that can like in a, most situations being direct is the move. I feel like this is one where doing that read without like pointedly asking them can avoid some hurt and like get you the answer without you know risking upsetting them or, or, or making them feel targeted. Um, good on you though. I, I don't know. Fucking weightlifting is like probably the most important thing for my mental health. And good on you for getting after it. Cause it's really fucking intimidating to start. I was, I was so fucking anxious the first so many times I went into the gym and you see other people and I don't know, you think they know what they're doing and you're like, do I look like an idiot and all this stuff? Uh, but a reminder to anybody who's out there who's like worried about that, nobody's fucking paying attention. Do your thing. I got pinned by 45 pounds on a bench uh, and super embarrassingly when I started and this big motherfucker came and like popped it off of me and I was like oh my god and he's like hey it happened to me too like it means you're trying he was like super fucking encouraging and cool that's been most of my experience with gym people so I get that it's intimidating but there's a from your your buff NB post there's a little bit of encouragement for you it, it's been a really important thing in my life and uh and now I can crush a watermelon with my thighs, and that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. What else we got? <laughs> oh, I had it. I had it. There it is. Ho, ho, ho! Audrey, Dono, and or guests. I hear the jingle bells ringling. I'm Update Santa with my big sack of updates. That's right. I bring, <laughs> I bring good news or bad news from the Ghosts of Questions past. I bring a big old update from a question before Christmas, but I didn't get here till March, which makes this bit very out of date. <laughs> now to get serious, 
I asked about confronting my mother about how she excludes my wife and doesn't seem to like her. I was actually listening to this episode the other day. I remember this. I'm so excited to hear this. I didn't confront her about it until March because she got COVID during Christmas and it took a while to have time. But the dam busted when she opted to go to Aruba on my daughter's birthday with all of her other grandchildren when she won't even watch my kids for two nights in a row. Jesus. I civilly asked her if she deli- disliked my wife. She denied it. I said I was worried that she treats my kid as le- my kids as less because of my wife. Said I was imagining it. Pointed out that she actively avoids being alone with my wife. More denial. I told her that I was very hurt about how she treats my wife and children. Told me there was nothing to worry about. I don't have any questions this time. I'm just very sad about the whole situation. I used to be very close with my mother, but since I got married, she's been drifting away, and now I can't even have an honest conversation with her. It's been nine years of this, and at this point, I'm too exhausted to try to keep her involved with my life. But to not leave on a depressing note, my wife is awesome, and I love her very deeply. She's been a great help in dealing with the depression brought on by my mom's estrangement. So... Damn. Yeah, it sounds like my it advice because my advice at the time was get it, get at her and be like, "Mom, what's up with the wife? What the fuck is the deal? Yeah, tell me what the fucking deal is." And the, that she would just deflect all that. That I think that speaks very poorly to your mother and has not percent. a damn thing to do with you. So you tried, you did everything you could, uh, and it's hard. It's hard to lose somebody close to you like that, but. Um, I think maybe it's it's the best thing in this situation. Yeah, and then there comes a point where you just have to consider like protecting your family from that, like protecting yeah. your your spouse and children from somebody who would be in such deep denial about their treatment. That's that super fucking frustrating though. God damn. Like especially if you still value your relationship with your mom and you're like just trying to make the thing work. So 100% understand the frustration and the hurt, but like you definitely did everything you could here and you're making yes. the right call, you know, staying by your wife through this. Um, it's, I'm sorry that your mom sucks. Like genuinely, that's so fucking frustrating. It's been nine years of this too, you're saying. And it's so blatant with like doing stuff with the other grandkids. I fucking, I hate that. I hate that a whole lot. But again, you, you've tried in so many ways and, you know, when it comes down to it, if a person doesn't do anything but deny it, I mean, you fucking know that she knows what's going on, but she's refusing yeah. to budge. There's, there's no point just running into the wall over and over again. That's exhausting. And it's not like th- there isn't a good answer here, really, because this just fucking sucks. But you're doing the right thing and, and that's all you can do. And so thank you for the update and the good Santa bit that cracked me up. And uh, can we air, let's air horn this bomb. Ooh. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here, mom. Yo, yo bag. <laughs> Hit the bricks. <laughs> we don't like you. That sucks. I, I hate that so much. But thank you for the update because as always, we appreciate when people follow up on stuff. And I I definitely wondered about this one. So. Well, we're not glad to hear what the update was. Thanks for updating us. uh, If, you know, I I will just, as a last little thing, uh, you are super duper not the only person who's had to deal with this. And there are like, you know, support groups that may seem cheesy or something, but there are a lot of people that you can talk to about this because it is like something that so many people have dealt with and you're really not alone. And if talking to people who have had to kind of go through this decision-making process, um, you know, they're, they're out there for you. That's a good point. I, I think having that solidarity with other people, just understanding from other people, cause this really is a specific, but like deep cutting kind of pain to be trapped in this situation. Like that's so incredibly frustrating and hurtful. And yeah, you're grieving a form of death. You're you're grieving, you're grieving the death of a relationship and And it's worth treating with that gravity. Yeah. So I, I I like that idea of looking for support groups or even just, you know, anybody who has been through something similar and can empathize with you just so you, cause I'm sure there's nagging doubts of like, did I fuck this up somehow? Am I throwing away my relationship with my mother? Cause I didn't handle this right. 
And like, no, clearly you're doing, I mean, at least our end, I'll validate you. You're yeah. doing the best you fucking can here. That isn't your fault. Um, but it definitely helps to know that like, and talk to somebody who's been through similar, cause this is just such a tangled situation. Like it's just not a, I don't know. I, I could see myself spiraling to fucking hell over something like this and not when you just can't reach an arrangement that like fixes things the way you want to, that can drive you fucking crazy. Absolutely. So we wish you the best and good support. And, uh, and again, uh, I hate your mom. <laughs> <laughs> we all hate your mom. Yeah. Three for three on mom. hate. Absolutely. Bingo. Uh, <laughs> Okay, we so we lost the first section. What time are we at now? Do we we are at fifty one thirty, and the previous recording has eight thirty four. But the last little bit of that we won't be able to use, I imagine, yes, because it will be the two of you going, "What? What's happening? What, who is this? <laughs> Where am I?" <laughs> so maybe bad. maybe if you got something we can smash out real quick. Maybe if you got like a a little quickie, little stubberino. Okay, here's, this is perfect. Here's one that we never got to from back in uh, February, I think, before we had Eve 6 on. How relaxed are you, 1 to 10? <laughs> Let's go around dropping on how relaxed we're feeling. It's, it's always fun doing an episode. Uh, Taser, it's been great chatting with you on, on video and outside of the chat. I'm going to give myself a cool 8 right now. Wow. Pretty good. Taser, Pretty I'd like good. to hear yours. Hmm. I'm going to go with probably like a seven, you know, I got okay. a lot of work, but still pretty, pretty chill. But that's on the thumbs up side of the spectrum. We love oh, yeah. two. Oh. I have generalized anxiety disorder <laughs> oh, no. and my fucking interface is broken and it all is falling. I'm going to die. <laughs> We're going to fix your interface and get that number up or find you a new one. Uh, I actually have one in out. mind. I have an interface in mind that I would like to purchase with Patreon interface money. Interface in mind. Let's fucking go. And that's our relaxed levels. And that's bringing us to the end of the show. Let's give a round of applause to Taser. Thank you for joining oh. us. Happy to be here. I love to give advice. <laughs> <laughs> for better or worse generally i try to make sure that it is something that is desired but uh so it's nice to have you this did a outlet. great job oh thank you, you. Yeah, definitely for better you had some really really thoughtful responses to those so thanks thanks again for joining us do you have anything you want to plug uh yes i would love to plug the fortunate horse stable of podcasts if you like uh tabletop rpg uh and uh, comedy generally uh, or just high quality storytelling uh, we have quite a few we have Fun Cities, Shadow Punk uh, game, we've got Retails of Magic which is uh, we, we'll call it D&D &D. Um, Oh These Those Stars of Space where it's basically Star Trek in, and just the stupidest it's very stupid, but in a good way. And that one's Lasers and Feelings. And then we just came out with Worlds Beyond Number. Uh, you know, if you like this genre, that is one you may have heard of. Uh, but uh, I recommend checking them all out. Fuck yeah. Do it to it, dear listeners. Uh, and thank you again to Taser. And thank you for listening to the program. And especially thank you to those of all y'all who support us. Again, patreon.com slash RFTB. You can get a bonus episode each week, $5 a month. But for $10 a month, you get that. You get the sticker. You get the Discord. And you also get your name shouted out in lights. We even have a new addition this week to shout out. Very excited to see this name. And as soon as I can get this to sort properly and fill properly, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start reading them. Why does it reset the filter every fucking time? Why does it do that? Okay, you got this. We're shouting out. Wait, do you start? Or we do gonna, I start? Do we want to flip it? Because I flip. start. Oh, now let's do this. Let's just keep it going. <laughs> Hit us off. <laughs> we begin with Brock. We're shouting out Anthony Limberg. We're shouting out our beloved day one Barb. We're shouting out my beloved day one, my own dad. We're going to shout out Daddy Dylan. We're shouting out Gigi. We're shouting out our friend Sid Hoobstank. We are shouting out Mal Criada. We're shouting out Mickey Flykick. We're shouting out Riley. From episode 105, The Yellow Rose of Toteland, we're going to shout out our good friend Ryan, Rich Homie Click Clack. We're shouting out. Wait, it records in mono, so that's not going to like 
It's not going to do anything. We're shouting out Super Defor... No, we're shouting out Spreadable Fruit. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. I'm going to double shout out Super Deformed. And new challenger entering the ring with one of my favorite names. We're shouting out Tufted Titmouse. Perfect. We love to say that. Great uh, word. And we're going to wrap up with our very good friend, Ren. Thank you so much for supporting us at the $10 a month level. I'll say it, just like Donovan's been saying it. You are the wind beneath our wing. You're the wind beneath our wings. We're And we're a bird. Audrey's one wing and I'm the other yeah, one. That's right. And you're the, and you're the wind. You're the wind, and baby. You're the, and you're the wind, listener. And you can be more of the wind if you support us. Uh, but if you cannot uh, support the Patreon, uh, fucking giving us five stars on Spotify, five Huge. stars on Apple Podcasts, wherever you can give us stars give us all of them that goes a long way write us a review if you want to you'll make my week if you write us a review please write us a review please write us a review i'll give you a little kiss on the forehead and that's a show promise (laughs) who did the music i did the intro theme it's uh horn filters the love theme from rftb you can find it more songs like it at soundcloud.com slash rftb pod that's right outro song rat curse by the bellowing pines look them up on a streaming Look him up under the streaming. Look him up under streaming. <laughs> your, ta- your hands got so Italian just now when you said that. <laughs> ah! Oh, Jesus Christ. Was that awful? Was that, that really bad? real loud. Oh, okay. The, the mic on the webcam. Good cool. Lord. Good. You both jumped a foot. <laughs> I'm toning that down in the edit. Thanks so much for listening, folks. Uh, I hope that y'all have a lovely week. And uh, we'll see you again next time. Uh, I love you. Thanks. Bye.